We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to our weekly classified Greyman Intelligence audio brief. Over the next few minutes, Wesley from Super SE is going to share with you the most important survival intelligence stories that have occurred over the past week from the Greyman Briefing. This timely and concise reporting will help you to stay sharp and be well ahead of the knowledge curve so that you can be better prepared for what's coming down the road. All right, Wes, take it away. All right, thanks, David. So we'll get right into the brief. From the Gray Man Briefing, this is a weekly recap of news and developments for your situational awareness, as always, with the bottom line up front. Okay, so we probably have more to cover in this episode than we've ever done before. So we're going to do things just a slight bit different. Typically, we always give you the bottom line up front, followed by a little bit of a deep dive and kind of some analysis in a debrief section. Today, we're just going to primarily give you the bluff, that bottom line up front, give you a couple of key words there in case you want to further search it online yourself to find out more about the topic we're covering. Again, remember at the end of this episode, the Survival Show provides you with a discount code if you want to join this Intel and Situational Awareness Service online. We do it on Telegram and Signal, and you can get that coupon code at the end of this episode. Of course, you can always go to graymanbriefing.com, grayman with an A, to sign up for it, but wait for the code at the end of the episode. So let's get started with the Second Amendment. In Florida, they have become a permitless carry state, not a constitutional carry state. The governor just signed into law SB 150 and HB 543. This means you don't have to have a permission slip to get a firearm or carry it concealed in the state of Florida. However, open carrying is still illegal. And in Minnesota, a U.S. District Court judge has issued a summary judgment immediately in joining the state's prohibition on 18 to 20 year olds obtaining a permit to carry a firearm. This comes in light of last year, 2022's SCOTUS case on Bruin. So now you don't have to be 21 years or up to be able to carry that firearm in Minnesota anyway. And over in Nebraska, lawmakers have passed LB 77. If the governor signs it into law, which is expected to, Nebraska will become a permitless carry state also. Basically, this means that you can carry openly or concealed without having to obtain a permit, though a permit will still be required to purchase a firearm. And finally, in Washington state, a partial semi-automatic firearm ban has been signed into law. This is HB 1240. This is the one that takes lawmakers definition of what they call an assault weapon meaning things that are semi-automatic shorter that have a barrel shorter than 30 inches their center fire and they have some attachments like an extendable stock grip muzzle brake or fixed magazine holding more than 10 rounds it would be an assault rifle according to them or assault weapon 
This one basically doesn't outright ban the possession of these firearms, but it bans the sale, the transfer, the import, or the manufacturing of what they call assault weapons. And that has just been signed. Now, those who have weapons like in stock already at their stores, manufacturers, if the firearm was not only made but put into the supply chain prior to January of this year, it could still be sold under certain conditions. That's it for our 2A briefings with just the bottom lines up front. Let's move on. Now let's talk about national security. That spy balloon, the Chinese one that went across the entire United States, got shot down outside of Myrtle Beach. Well, three officials that are familiar with that incident, they said that China was actually able to not only control the balloon in real time, but also collect and receive the data back in Beijing instantaneously. So this kind of defeats the idea that we were able to stop that communication. Not saying we were or were not, but this is new information. And they said that the SIGINT, this is electronic signals, not just emit data that was being collected, but it was specifically targeting weapon systems, including the communications from U.S. base personnel, to and from U.S. base personnel. And those highly classified sensitive documents that were uploaded to a Discord server or a group on Discord, they actually have a lot of information in them. A lot of people are calling this related or if not even more kind of important than the Snowden leaks. The data in there supposedly was about the intelligence on Russian tactical moves in Ukraine, descriptions of Ukraine's combat power and their weakness, alleged sabotage by Ukrainian agents inside Belarus and Russia, and it also highlighted our own spying on our allies to include South Korea and Israel, and also it analyzed some new technology coming out of the People's Republic of China that shows they've got a weapon that can exploit and hijack and destroy their adversaries' satellites. So this weapon can supposedly take over U.S. satellites, you know, any sort of opposition of China, they can disable our satellites according to this document. At least they're working on this weapon. So on the back end of this, the Biden administration says that they're looking to expand how it monitors social media sites and chat rooms in their eyes, or at least what they're alleging is, if they can monitor all these chat rooms and social media, they can stop this from happening again. This also comes right after the FBI has been trying to obtain NSO surveillance technology. They've introduced that Restrict Act, and now they're using these classified materials as a pretext for increased surveillance on U.S. citizens via social media and messaging platforms. The FBI has also announced multiple arrests with, I believe it's 30 charges pending on that secret police station operated by the Chinese Communist Party. That's my dog you're hearing in the background. So the FBI has arrested at least two people directly related to the secret police force. This is the one that's connected to the China's Ministry of Public Security, MPS. And finally, in Michigan, the Senate Appropriations Committee has given final approval for the use of $175 million in taxpayer funds to build a electric vehicle battery plant in the state of Michigan. This will be owned and operated by Goshen, which is a subsidiary of Goshen High Tech located in China under the control of the Chinese Communist Party. Goshen said that they're going to put 20 to 50 Chinese employees or experts into the construction and operation of the battery facility. And all Republicans opposed the measure that would give 175 mil 
to the Chinese company and enough Democrats approved it and it's going forward 700 acres of Chinese controlled land in Michigan. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now, moving into our supply chain briefing, let's talk about those heavy rains that California had in January and February and in March. So, the rains for the first two months of the year was pretty much positive overwhelmingly, but as the rains persisted through February, concerns began to grow because if it continued to rain through March, which it did, it was going to cause issues. Flooding, the inability for farmers to plant new crops, and already it's become a disaster. Basically, you've got maybe a week or two to seize on the current prices of things like artichokes, dates, garlic, broccoli, cauliflower, walnuts, strawberries, a wide variety of nuts and vegetables and berries that the state produces before prices are expected to go up. And in Texas, the South Fork Dairy experienced an explosion, killed 18,000 cows, fire spread to one of the dairy cow or multiple dairy cow holding pens. I want to say 11 agencies responded to that and they're saying it's the largest cattle barn fire in the nation's history. So expect some issues with that related to our food supply for cows. And finally, rice production for the 22 and 23 season is expected to decrease by 8.7 million tons. So this historic price high that we're seeing right now is expected to persist through 2024 it's likely to cause a shortage in addition to the pricing. Okay, that's it for the supply chain. Let's move into our censorship briefings. We'll start with Twitter. They are continuing to censor posts and accounts, though what we've seen, it's mostly those posts that are actually calling for violence. We saw this ahead of the April 1st nationwide protest. Twitter deleted thousands of tweets and I believe they blocked or suspended accounts that were displaying the flyer about the Trans Day of Vengeance. So they're still censoring, but in this case, it's for actual calls to violence. We'll move over to Montana, where the lawmakers there have banned TikTok, not just for employees of the state, but also for the citizens. And the governor's signed it into law already. It'll take effect in January of 2024. Okay, so that's it for our censorship briefing. I actually have some other things related to censorship, but we're going to save that for our next episode, where, again, we're going to focus on government oversight and government overreach because it's honestly too much to put in these singular episodes, especially when we're covering other topics. So on our next episode, we will dig deeper into some censorship as it applies to government overreach and government oversight. For now, let's move into some major crime incidences. In Connecticut, two people were arrested for an attack on the internet infrastructure. A male and a female cut 2,000 fiber optic cables, causing 40,000 people to lose internet. Looking into this, it doesn't appear there was anything sinister outside of 
just basic crime. They weren't doing it for any sort of political purpose. It looks like they were just trying to steal the metal materials within the wires. In Alabama, two juveniles, I believe a third person's been arrested, an adult, they drove by or showed up at a birthday party and shot at least 30 people. I want to say four people were killed and 32 were injured. So mass shooting event, very little media coverage. A lot of people are saying it's because it's black on black crime. There were no other races involved. If you were to have another mass shooting of this sort of scale, you're going to see a lot of coverage on it, at least to push the gun control agenda. But when it's an event like this, especially now some people have alleged that it's gang related, you're not going to see much media coverage on it. So the other mass murder, mass shooting event that happened over there in Louisville, the school shooting, an update on that one. Supposedly there was a 13-page manifesto or a missive about the shooting in which the shooter or the killer, this is the transgender person who shot up the school, they wrote that he hoped to showcase how easy it was to buy a gun in the state of Kentucky. He wanted to highlight the mental health crisis in America and that he planned to die by suicide. So I've already forgotten if he was biological male or biological female because my memory is not the greatest. So disregard if I'm calling him a he when he's actually a she pretending to be a he. So anyway, there's my clarification on that. And finally, in our major crime briefing, in New York City, 30% of all shoplifting arrests that happened in 2022 involved 327 people. So it's the same people committing the same crime over and over again. In total, those 327 people were arrested 6,000 times in one year. Then they were re-released and committed another shoplifting and other crimes. And it's happening because of the soft on crime, criminal justice stances, and bail reform laws. Well, that's it for our major crime briefing. Let's shift over to COVID-19 and health. So in Boston, the state's Supreme Court ruled that Boston's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for city employees was legal because it outweighed the harm, the economic harm that employees had to suffer. So this is a failure for people in the city who wanted to continue to keep their jobs without being forced to take a vaccine. Separately, earlier this month, the House and the Senate and the President have all approved and signed into law Resolution 7, which terminated the national emergency related to the COVID-19 pandemic. That was the last standing national declaration and the COVID-19 pandemic is officially over. And the FDA has amended their emergency use authorization, that's those EUAs you hear about, for Moderna and Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 mRNA vaccines. So the amendment makes malevolent vaccines no longer authorized. However, the bivalent vaccines are still approved. New Senate report alleges that the COVID-19 leak could have occurred as early as July 2019 coming out of Wuhan, China. We've got that report for you. We've analysis on it, and we've got a kind of a month by month breakdown of the Senate's report on our service at graymanbriefing.com. So we'll leave that there for right now and not go too much deeper into it. 
And finally, in our COVID-19 briefing for this episode, an unvaccinated woman in Georgia has been rejected as a candidate for an organ donor recipient list. She needed a life-saving kidney, but she's not vaccinated, so they're refusing to give her that kidney. And believe it or not, 35% of organ donor programs in the U.S. will reject dying recipients from getting a life-saving organ unless they're COVID-19 vaccinated. Okay, we're going to end this episode with our civil unrest briefing for time constraints. I am literally just going to give you the bluff, so it may not make sense or be contextual with just this, what I'm about to tell you, but this is a pretty long episode. I don't want to take up too much of your time. This stuff that I'm about to read out is applicable to you as far as preparing, avoiding certain areas, whatever it may be. Definitely get on the Gray Man Briefing and read further into it. Let's get into it. Gun control activists in Tennessee have opposed a $900 million grant that would have hired military and law enforcement veterans to secure schools. An LGBT pastor worked his way in to have events at the Roseville Public High School right outside of Sacramento, California to indoctrinate youth into his agendas. A child-operated drag show was canceled there at the Roseville High School after protests by Christian groups and Proud Boy affiliates. Unfortunately, they're involved as well. Some Florida politicians were arrested after they unlawfully protested in support of abortions. Antifa affiliates attacked pro-lifers at VCU in Virginia. Lawmakers faced expulsion in Tennessee after inciting an almost a riot, if not a riot, depending by your, your definition. And they continued to follow up with additional protests on a separate day, all supposedly about being against gun violence. And students nationwide conducted walkouts and die-ins to stop gun violence. Over in Akron, Ohio, the city braced for what they were expecting to be riots. This came as a special grand jury was impaneled to decide if the eight police officers who shot and killed a suspect who had shot at them previously would be indicted. Last week, we found out he would not be. They set up demonstrations on the city and just basic protest, nothing major, no major violence. So that turned out being turned out to be good. And I kind of went too far into that one. I told you I was just giving you the bottom line up front, but sometimes I got to elaborate a little bit. Moving on, a conservative swimmer was attacked and trapped by LGBT rioters at San Francisco University. Uh, This is the one that had to be escorted out by police. They had to barricade, I think it was a classroom or a conference room for like three hours. Uh, Here I am elaborating again. Listen, you want to know more about each one of these stories, get to the briefing. Let me move on. Pro-life protesters opposed a rezoning effort for abortion centers in Virginia. An LGBT activist assaulted Oklahoma representative and then attacked a law enforcement officer. He was basically opposing a ban on gender-affirming surgeries for minors. Teen takeover in Chicago saw a full-scale riot, attacks on bystanders. They were pulling people out of their cars, still in their cars. Multiple people were shot, multiple instances of shots fired. About 100 police officers, you can see a line of 100 police officer vehicles driving towards the scene. At least 500 teens were out just destroying everything, trying to break into an art museum. Yeah, Chicago's a mess. And a white 
Missouri man, a homeowner there in Missouri, shot a black teen who went up to his door and the man is supposedly claiming self-defense. The teen is saying that they went to the wrong house, which looks to be the truth. Looks like they went to the wrong house. But the man was saying, you know, he was scared. You know, it was like 10 o'clock at night. Anyway, the police detained him at first and then released him. Kind of appeared that it was going to be self-defense and no arrest was needed. However, BLM protested a couple days later. And a day after the protest, the man was arrested. That's it for Civil Unrest, and that's it for this week. On our next episode, we will focus specifically on government oversight and government overreach stories. Thanks for tuning in. This is Wes from Super SE reading out the coverage that Gray Man Briefing has provided over the past week or so. That's it. Take care. So before we head out of here, let us know what you think of these briefs by emailing us at help at ultimatesurvivaltips.com or you can contact us through our website and the home base for this podcast, ultimatesurvivaltips.com. If you'd like to be even further ahead of the preparedness curve and get daily briefs from Wes delivered privately to you, Wes is giving Survival Show podcast subscribers $1 off the normal monthly subscription cost of $5. So for only $4 a month, you can get daily intelligence briefings from Wes when you go over to graymanbriefing.com and enter code GBCUST at checkout. All right, that's about it. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp. <laughs>